Hello, everyone, and welcome to another Helm Two Tower podcast. I am Mike Burgess, and I am joined by my co-host Alex O'Neill. Hello, Alex. Hello. 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 Um, well, thanks for indulging us with uh, where we 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 skipped over a week. We took sort not really a break, but it was more so just scheduling uh, scheduling stuff happened because we were trying to play the raid. The Root of Nightmares raid here in Destiny 2. In this podcast that we talk about Destiny 2, and I'm sure I'd hope you'd be aware of that by now and a few mm-hmm. episodes in. Uh, to the watchers here on YouTube or the listeners on podcast services. Uh, but yeah, yeah, we we wanted to get some, some runs in of that uh, before we podcasted so we could talk about it and give our thoughts. Um, and that gave us, you know, and that just led to normal life stuff also getting in the way of recording a podcast um, but we're here. Um, yeah. We're here to talk about all that fun stuff. Uh, but unfortunately, uh, we can't talk about that quite yet. Because uh, the day we're recording this podcast, some pretty um, sad and uh, heartbreaking news uh, happened in, for the Destiny, wor- the Destiny world. And I think in general. The um, world at large. Yeah. Yeah. If many of you, many of you know, if you've probably been playing Destiny as long as we have or even longer. We'll know uh, the iconic iconic voice of Commander Zavala, Lance Reddick. Um, he unfortunately passed today. Um, all we know is that it was probably due to um, natural causes of some form. We don't really know the thing, the, like the exact specifics by any means. But you know, very devastating news. Um, he was a amazing actor. Obviously, you know, he is he is Commander Zavala. There's no way. If enter, but he is that character and like that he is like a cornerstone of the universe that is destiny. Like with the, the like destiny would not be what it is without him. Right. Um, yeah. But he's been, he's been in a lot of other stuff. He's fantastic. Like in the wire uh, specifically from HBO, it's a fantastic uh, show that he was a big part of um, so other stuff too. Like he, I know he was briefly in lost and I remember him from that. And um, he's done. He's done fringe. A, fringe. Dude, that's where I first saw him was Fringe, and yeah, yeah, he's so good in that. Yeah, yeah, he's done. He's done a bunch of stuff. He's done their voice work too, like in games. And you know, like he's in Horizon Zero Dawn, um, and I believe he's done some other gaming stuff too. But like, not those are kind of like some of her. It's more bigger, well-known roles uh, in stuff, mm-hmm. right? Um, but yeah, uh, very sad. Uh, really unfortunate to have this news break the, today. Um, yeah. But you know. It's 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 really sad, but it was also you know as you know we've talked about in previous episodes. It's it's like kind of a weird time to like be in the Destiny community right now and and stuff. We we we've definitely talked about it off the podcast and a little bit in previous episodes. But like today was like a good reminder of like the like a a positive force that like Destiny and like the, the general community at large and just seeing like my. Pretty much since the news broke today, my timeline has been nothing but, you know, well wishes to family and, and you know, loved ones for, for Lance. And also seeing just, like, all the tributes and, like, already seeing a bunch of art, um, like, celebrating, like, Zavala and quotes, famous quotes he had from the game being re- remembered and, you know, these having these, like, cool tower memorial pictures of, like, Guardians like surrounded by Zavala and like that's been my timeline basically all day. So like, yeah. it's, so it's very sad, but it's also been like very like heartwarming and in, in, in a similar sense, very bittersweet uh, yeah. kind of thing. Right. 
I don't think there's a single character that's like even jokes and aside, like that's as beloved in the Destiny community as Zavala, right? He's kind of like the anchor for everything and and the, a lot of people kind of come back to Zavala as as like the dad of Destiny. Um and I love it cuz you know Lance Reddick very active on Twitter, very like socially forward thinking, he you know, supported a lot of great causes like uh, trans rights and Black Lives Matter and, and things like that. You know, yeah. he's a very he was very vocal person, and he would always like be playing Destiny and like taking <laughs> videos of playing Destiny with his dogs and stuff. You know, so he's definitely like loves that community as well, and it's it's nice to see just how much of an impact it clearly had on on us and everyone who plays Destiny. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Definitely, it's definitely it's, yeah, it's, uh, an unreal thing to just yeah. think that he's. It's, it's hard to process. It's hard to, to process, yeah, because like how much we play the even just for our own personal level of like how much you play the game and like you know, literally hearing his voice like literally probably every day <laughs> for like months yeah. at a time throughout the year because I've like just logging in and going to the tower and seeing him. You know, good to have yeah. you back. You know, just hearing him say all these different lines and you know throughout the game. So it's yeah. Gonna, gonna, yeah, it is, it is, you know, it's just life sometimes. It's, it's very sad and, you know, we're all kind of just mourning and, you know, what, what, where this goes in Destiny, I don't really want to get into today because it's just happening. You know, we, the only time will tell. So we don't really have to, I don't want to like sit here and like think about like what they're going to try and do to, with the future of this character in the game world or whatever. Like we'll talk, we can talk about that later or some other time. Yeah. Um, cause I'm sure they don't even, they don't even know at this point yeah um but but yeah um piv, piv we'll try and do the best pivoting here to now just talking about destiny and the stuff we've been doing and playing the game um yeah but yeah those oh. we said um i'll oh, go ahead what were we gonna say the, a lot has happened in like the two weeks yeah right? yeah a lot, a lot has happened we got we got the raid the root of nightmares raid has released um that was break was right about to drop from our last episode is now out and we've been playing it on top of that. We got a secret exotic mission that just secretly dropped um, last mm -hmm. week, uh, which was very cool. So we'll talk about that, that as well. Um, some cool, some interesting story stuff is, has been, excuse me, has been uh, um, going off with a season of defiance. So there's, there's some fun stuff there and we're already getting some uh, interesting, like uh bugs and kind of fixes and patch notes and things like that. And like starting to hear rumblings of a mid season patch, which sounds uh, exciting. Um, yeah. I'm sure um, definitely a lot of things uh, to hope for there, but let's start with the, I think the big one here, let's talk about root of nightmares, the raid. Um, so, so you ran it twice, right? Alex. Yeah. Yeah. You've ran it twice. I've ran it three and a half times. Because I, I joined <laughs> nice. I joined Jake for our group our friend in our uh, raid group chat uh, for a run one afternoon and then we only got about halfway through it and then because we got like two random LG people and then just mm. and uh, it went it went okay but yeah just we just ran out of time yeah um, but since then I've I, yeah, I've ran it with our with our group um, that was that was just last night um, mm -hmm. and then uh, I've done two two other subsequent runs. Uh, with my clan um but yeah it is i i enjoy that raid um i know it's mm -hmm. it's been the talk of the town and in the worlds of the high high skill destiny players and the the 
the contest mode chasers of like they've you know have definitely are concerned about like what what Bungie is trying to do with difficulty in the game and other stuff but it's that that whole that's a whole other um crazy uh can of worms, can of worms <laughs> to and whatever to be a ball of yarn to untangle or whatever um yeah. difficulty in destiny right now uh it's a weird topic but besides all that um i think this is i wouldn't you know it's probably still wouldn't i wouldn't say it's my favorite raid in the game overall i would say mm-hmm. well i'd say visually and aesthetically i would say it's probably one of the best ones in the game yeah. it's the, like the visual spectacle of it is really really cool and, and impressive and the 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 environments that you're in are like huge um yeah. like they're like there's like parts of that raid that are just like parts that like aren't even part of a major encounter and you're just like running to the next major encounter and those in are themselves are like labyrinthian and like feel like they're like the size of like an own their own like mission in themselves it's pretty wild like yeah. how massive uh the, it feels yeah, thematically too, the way the visuals tell a story as you go through yeah. the raid, like we haven't really had that before. Like at least mm-hmm. not that. I think Deepstone Crypts definitely has a little bit of that, right? Where you, you, yeah. you kind of go into the where the crypt is, you launch up to the facility, and then it crashes right where you started. Yeah. Um, and this has like a little bit of that as well. But just the idea of you know th- this is the Witnesses Pyramid ship. Um, it's an important place. We get to see this. The third encounter takes place in this room that we see at the in the post credits cutscene at the end of Witch Queen, Damn. which we've just never had anything like that. Um, yeah. And it's really cool. it's like a, a super cool room with like Titan, Mercury, and Io just like floating right in the center, um, to ch- as like that evanescent reminder of what the witness did. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. and and obviously kind of leading into what it seems like this the overall story is going toward next um but yeah just these themes of light and dark and the two being so incongruous like the light being these random shapes spreading out and and this flower blooming and ripping through everything and the dark being these kind of monolithic stone hard-edged square shapes um it's just really cool and it 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 helps that like throughout the raid, the mechanics that you're engaging with are also changing the environment and leading to the final encounter uh, in another really cool thematic way. So yeah, I, I think just visually it's really incredible. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's really cool. And like, it has like really cool, like environmental kind of stuff going on. Like you said, where, you know, the, the, it, you don't really, you don't really see it in real time, but it is, it is very, you can, you can kind of, if you look at each encounter over time you can see that like the like literally the whole time you are going through the raid you start at the start of it and see this like tree you see the the basically the tree of so a tree of silver wings starting to bloom and as you get later and later into it it, it blooms uh more and more and then you and then by the end of it in the final encounter you can see it like in its full form more, more or less like its full form and as completely like you know destroyed sort of destroyed and like ripped up all of the stuff you've been running through the whole time. And like the, in a similar way, like the, the final, like the first encounter you do and is like pretty much the same as the final encounter you do in like terms of like environment, so to speak, but it's all been right. Like, you know, kind of eroded by all of the, the growth from the tree. Um, it was really cool, really cool to see. And like you said, kind of the, 
the 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 process of it of you know the whole the whole thing is you know we go there because we know Nezarek is back in some shape or form and then we learn in the raid that like you know we are we are essentially doing all of this stuff in the raid to let him to revive him in his body so we can kill him <laughs> like that's pretty it's like the whole premise of the raid like under, yep. underlying premise of the raid which they don't like they don't outright say it but that's kind of like what's happening and it's like yeah. once you like kind of see see all that stuff and you can even see like if you if you're in that first encounter you can see like the tomb he breaks out of in the final encounter and if you look in this little like kind of orange gem you can see like his bar his body like partially constructed and like all like the like you can see like the veins like slowly forming into into his body and it's really cool um and just you know they they tried to they try and um I think they saw what, why people liked Rolk so much from Val the Sifle and clearly tried to um, imbue some of that back in here with this. And I think they overall they did a decent job with it um, with with Nezarek because he's he's been in the lore for a good while um, and now getting, getting him more in game. Right. is always kind of, I think, a cool thing. And like, you know, enough people knew about him and that, and I like that they kind of brought back this character that was not really like a big player, but had, had like an important role early on and like still has an important role and has kind of given us some more details about like, you know, things we didn't, we didn't, we didn't know about before through like a lot of like the lore and stuff and were like things, things you can read into like specifically, I know like on the exotic shotgun, there's a lore piece about, you know, you can straight up just read his final moments where he is betrayed by Savathun and he, she takes the veil and has like betrayed him and the whole like you know and there's you know kind of showed that like this whole time like people were under some impression that he was like actually kind of on our our side or like on his own side but not really it wasn't really sure but this kind of cleared up that like he was always with the witness but it was more Savathun doing her kind of lies and deceit and trickery to kind of pull one over on him and also the witness to kind of save the veil and save other uh, save the veil from whatever the witnesses plans were. And that, you know, you can kind of infer that like, that's where, why the pyramids like left earth and after the collapse and they, cause they were probably out there searching for the veil and trying to figure out where it was. And then in the moments of lightfall, the opening of lightfall, we see the witness finally finding it. Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, still don't know what it, what it is exactly. I, I've definitely seen some interesting theories on that. Um, and yeah. that, that'll be a thing that we're still going to, you know, we're going to have to wait till final shape or a later season close to that to really probably find out what that is. And that's fine at this point. It's cool. Just kind of have to it's accept cool that. Yeah. And, you know, mileage may vary, I'm sure, on on accepting that. Yeah. Uh, it is cool to hear it as like this thing that the witness created from its like first actions, whatever it did first. So it is like mm -hmm. the origins of the veil are clearly tied to the origins of the witness. So right. knowing that it makes a lot more sense that we're of course, we're not going to know all the details quite yet. But yeah, right. just more Savathun. It really just feels like that thread from which queen we are just lining it forward to the final shape and I think that's yeah. being really well done uh, and it's really exciting. Yeah, def definitely a lot of really cool. They definitely nailed a lot of the lore stuff that that came out of the raid and just some of the things you can pull from it uh, from that perspective and like piece things together like we've been doing it, which is really cool. So I think they like overall, it's a overall I think it's a great raid um, for a lot of aspects is is it like the most challenging and asks a lot of you raid? Not really. But that's no. that's fine. <laughs> like it's not yeah. that big of a deal. 
Um, I, I get there. I get like, you know, there's a lot of people um, in the community, especially when it comes to like people who are on the content creation side of things who like they live and breathe like the hardcore being like the top percentage of people because they are always the eyes that everyone, the eyes are always on them. So they like on some ways have the pressure to be that. Right. But also like, you know, they, I think some of them just live for that um, and live for that sort of attention, so to speak. So I get that like from that perspective and you know, you have this, you have like, you know, contest mode, uh, for raids is always seen as like this, this major point for the game, like every year, right? It is, you know, it is the, the pinnacle of difficulty, high tier content and challenge to like overcome in destiny, like once a year for a lot of people. And that's just, that's just the way it is. There's definitely been way more content that's been brought over seasonally than is challenging now. But if in the, in the grand scheme of things, like you don't see people being like, Oh my God, GMs are out. Let's go watch GM day one raid clear GM day one clears. Let's go. <laughs> let's go see master. Like not even like master raids. And they come out day one. People are like, Oh man, let's go watch. You know, you're not seeing like, you know, destiny literally broke re- like Twitch records of its own, own records and viewerships. Um, yeah, for this this root of nightmares contest mode, day one rating thing. So like it has a lot of prestige and like you know that name on it, and it's had that legacy for so many years. Um, so I, I I think that's like equally is is significant because it is like a new raid that is like we're yeah. going in blind, right? Like yeah. I, contest mode is more of a new thing that started with um, old sorrow, which one? Crown of sorrow, right? Yeah, that um, sounds right. So, and that was more to make the race aspect of it, I think, a, a bit more competitive, kind of level out the playing field for that. Right. Um, and I think there's probably some iteration to be done to like the contest modifier to make it potentially more long lasting and interesting. Uh, but again, I, I think the thrust of what's driving it is like everyone's showing up to see like where we're going, what we're doing, and who we're fighting. Like, I think mm-hmm. that is is the the part of interest that draws the crowds that that brings everyone in is, is like this newness to it all. Um, yeah. And I, th- and I think it's just like, it's a popular thing. Like that's like, that's a big moment for destiny and to like draw a lot of people who like, don't know, like still like, you know, loosely know what destiny is or know, like there's this, these big moments and, and you know, that yeah pulls, it pulls in a lot of people. So I can, so from that perspective, I, I see why that could be like, a little disappointing to to like that crowd who like they want it to be the thing the thing that like it is they want they want hard like it comes just down to like they want hard hard content and they want to be like pushed to this limit and and so and, and also like kind of uh rewarded for that in a way that's like bigger than you know getting a, a piece of loot in a, in, a, in a video game i think they want the they want to get the belts they want to get you know the the social the social um you know standing and cloud and all that stuff and and that's fine to like go for that i think like that's just that is what it is but i think you know i don't know that's why why they want that you know it's still not fully clear what bungie wants from that i think ultimately they just want you know a bunch of people to check out their game and you know Mm -hmm. which you know they you know they that's why they partner with like stuff like twitch rivals and other stuff like that and they just want get people to get into it and like you know check out the new stuff they're doing like you said um so I think there is there is that weird balance. Um, um, so like yeah, contest like you said, kind of smooth. I think is just a weird thing, and I think to, to be fair, I think it can be lumped in with the 
the general sentiment with destiny right now, where it is just kind of like, you know, where, like, you know, I think they're, they're trying to figure out the difficulty where they want the difficulty in the game to be and the challenge to be, and like where they want that to, to be and not be in the game. And like what they, what they view as like, what should be challenging content for people to try out or not are things that like people, anybody can just jump into and have a good time. Um, I think they're still figuring, figuring that out. And that's why we saw something like, you know, our contest mode seemed like way easier. And like, it literally has the, the root of nightmares raid has more contest mode clears than literally every other destiny raid combined (laughs) clears, which, you know, that's a pretty significant, uh, thing. Uh, yeah. So it's, it's also like a thing where with these difficulty changes, they've, I, I kind of think of it as like the training belt, uh, idea right. of like they have put the the greater number of the player base under the pressure of being underpowered way more frequently so i think there's also mm-hmm. just a level of players are getting much better at building themselves into being underpowered um right. you know we've been training in a weird way for all of this so of course when push comes to shove and, and that big moment comes up we're going to perform a lot better in addition to subclass 3.0 in addition to strand being extremely potent right now in addition to surges and and all of the mods being unlocked and loadouts and new exotic armor like there's just so much that has gone into us becoming more powerful and more equipped to deal with this kind of higher tier underpowered content uh that i i don't think this is like a surprise at all um Mm -hmm. i don't think it means that the game is too easy. I think it just means that the way that we make the game harder has to evolve as much as we as like players have evolved. Right. Sure. Um, yeah, that's fair. I think, I think there is something to them trying to still figure out the, the damage curve, the curve of the like, you know, level level kind of streamlining and also like general enemy health. Cause I think there are things like, you know, Legendary campaign and the patrol, I think, are or I don't think patrol is minus 15. I could be wrong about that. But legendary campaign was minus 15 um, from when from from most thing for most activities. Um, granted, that ha- that also still had some kind of leveling curve. But then you have things like legend law sectors, which are which are basically essentially minus plus 30 or plus 30. <laughs> and I don't think you can I don't think you can. You, I mean, as of right now, you can't over over level them. But I'm pretty sure they are not. They are in like a similar sense to that, and I think they just feel off. And I think there's there's something to that. Like it could just be like a power scaling thing of how their internal scaling power stuff works, and maybe we will get a little bit stronger. Like, granted, they have said you know they are they have plans in a mid season patch to buff a lot of primary weapons in the game. So like I think they are aware that like things feel things feel off. Yeah. Um so I think I think that's 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 something for sure. And and yeah, I think I think, you know, there there's still a lot to like people people figuring out things because I've definitely noticed that where, you know, a lot of content that has surge stuff in it, when you use the matching surges, you feel like significantly stronger than you do without that stuff. And you can you can even tell it down to like Using, you know, you have a solar surge and I use a solar SMG and I'm just shredding fools. But then I change to a heavy weapon that is is, is arc 
and I'm doing like, and I'm doing, you know, nothing to it. And then yeah. in some cases where it feels like that. So like less than your primary. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And like, I think that discrepancy like can feel not, not the greatest at some time. So I think there is, there's definitely some, some tweak tweaks and stuff they need to figure out um, with that stuff to like, kind of uh, make it better. Um, the thing that like I've noticed is like, I'm a big fan of rapid fire, auto rifles and like auto rifle is like my go-to ad clear weapon when I'm just playing mm-hmm. and there's an adaptive frame strand auto rifle is part of the season and it just feels so weak compared to yeah. even with surges and things like that yeah comparative feel good to something yeah that that has a higher rate of fire it's just like okay rapid fires and whatever number crunching is going yeah. on with them they clear and they feel good and that's good. But then you go down to a lower RPM and it just feels like I'm not even using an auto rifle. I'm using like a twig to hit these guys. Yeah. It just, Doesn't it's such good. a, yeah, it's a noticeable difference. Mm-hmm. So knowing that this mid season patch is going to focus on PVE, you know, how much damage you're doing with different archetypes of weapons. Like that's, that's really good to hear. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. I, I definitely think auto rifles and still, I think pulse rifles, are the two yeah, like the two the two main ones I think that still just need a lot of help. And hand th- cannons for folks yeah, that like these hand cannons. Yeah, hand can- just hand, nothing. Yeah, hand cannons be. don't don't really feel good at all either. They haven't felt really great at all for a while. Mm-hmm. So I definitely think there would be some some positive changes uh to that, especially with like perks that they've added. Like, you know, I would say, you know, I haven't used a lot of strand weapons because I agree that like a lot of the strand weapons that are currently in the game um, like you said, like the auto rifle, I've, I've, I did get a drop of the raid strand auto rifle finally, but I've not tried it yet. So that one might be better, but yeah, like the seasonal one from season defiance does not feel great. I don't think, yeah. I don't think that even though most SMGs are feel really good in the game, I think that's like one of the few ones that just does not feel very great. Um, or maybe I just have not gotten the role I would like for it because it's, it's a pain in the ass to get a role for it. Um, but yeah, I'm I, curious what the the trials one that just dropped today, how that feels. Yeah, because yeah. it's an aggressive frame, and like Ikelos, for example, SMG that feels very good. Yeah, because uh, it's an aggressive frame, high damage, good upfront damage. So, curious if the the trials one will also feel good. Yeah, I'm sure it'll be. I'm sure it'll definitely at least be better than than that than that Neomuna one for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there there's definitely stuff they need they need to, to touch up with that stuff. So yeah, it's nice. I figured, I figured as much there would be a, a, a PVE um, primary weapon patch because I know I think they've said that in the past like primary weapons are are things they wanted to look at. Um, there's something else on my mind, but yeah, there's there's definitely just a discrepancy where like you have things like SMGs and I feel like bows like but those two in particular just feel really they feel pretty good like you can and you can just like. You know, I feel like they feel pretty natural even in like higher tier stuff right now where just yeah, pulses and, you know, pulses and auto rifles and stuff just feel, feel like they and just... Scout, if it's not like a high impact scout, it feels really weak too. Yeah, yeah. Or you need like very specific perks for it to even feel worthwhile to use because I definitely have, uh, what is it? I got a nameless, I got a nameless midnight drop. I think yeah, I'm pretty sure that's the Nightfall Scout. Um, mm-hmm. It got, I got it with Keep Away and uh, the new Kinetic Tremors, and that feels that feels pretty all right. But that's just because Kinetic Tremors is a really good damage buff, and that's a similar thing where I got a Battle Scar, 
um, that's like a world drop pulse rifle um, with perpetual motion and kinetic tremors. And like, again, that is one that is like, if it did not, if I did not have that kinetic tremor, like extra damage from that little, from that, from that perk, like that would, that, that would be like feel terrible in, at least in PVE. So that, that helps out a lot in that kind of stuff. Um, <clears throat> you know, yeah. it does feel good, though. Glaives still feel good. Glaives, glaives, glaives are, glaves are all right. <laughs> I definitely, unless, I definitely you, unless you're a syntho seps glaive person. Yeah. Which makes very sad right now. Yeah, they did. They did nerf that. Um, there's yeah, some interesting numbers going around on that. I saw on, uh, I think it was on, it's on Reddit. I know I went to the Forbidden Lands, but um, <gasps> no, uh, don't do that to uh, yourself, Mike. <laughs> Um, but yeah, there's interesting numbers going around because initially people were like, it's doing less damage than like a non-powered melee. What the heck, heck, Bungie? Then yeah. people are like, no, actually, you're you're still doing damage testing wrong because you're doing it against this. And you they like a lot of people famously do damage testing against like with that one uh, Lost Sector boss. Yeah. But he's Carl. like, he's like not, it's, he's like a certain tier of enemies. So, like, the damages are not like the same as like, you know, other tiers of enemies. Mm. So, like, it's not always one to one. So, people like did more testing with glaives. And it's like, turns out they still do more damage than non powered stuff. But they're, but they are definitely not as good as it were with, with that. And that's, that's fine. Um, the funny, funnily enough, though, like on that same vein, um, I don't know if you saw, but like, Winterbite is still totally broken. Not because of, okay, not, not because of not because of the melee, but I saw I saw a clip. So this might be this probably will be disabled by the time this you know comes <laughs> out sure. again. Absolutely. But I saw I saw a clip that was um, fighting the Lake of Shadows boss with it, and a hunter shoots like a single tether at it, and then does the person from your first person shoots two of that glaive blast, and the boss is dead. <laughs> <laughs> It just shoots two ice balls into it and it's just dead. So it's like, okay, something's definitely uh, not, not yeah, right with that guy. Some numbers are probably yeah, yeah. messed something's, up somewhere there. Not right there. I'm yeah. really curious. Like, I want to know because the new Warlock stasis um, exotic buffs uh, stasis weapon damage. And I'm really curious if you can, like, combine that with Winterbite to do some, like, uh, mad yeah. crazy numbers or something. Um I I probably am not going to be able to get people together to test that, but I want someone out there to do that. So if you do, <laughs> let me know. Yeah, I'm, I'd be curious too if somebody has done that testing. I know people have done testing, just general testing, but I don't know if they did it with Winterbite um, specifically. But I know it was not um, it was not particularly uh, stand out from what yeah. from what people was, were saying. But who knows? Um, but yeah, the the the. The difficulty conversation in Destiny is just is just so weird, um, yeah. and it's just it's 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 hard to like it's hard to like kind of talk about like st- we we were talking about it the other night like off podcast obviously but but like it was it's just weird to be like talking about Destiny stuff right now just because of like the community can just be so weird about things, yeah. um or just like negative and like you know they're taking you know they are taking negative feelings from other aspects of the game and lumping lumping it into other things that that don't necessarily need that extra lumping in with and it's always you know i'm sure there are plenty of other games that have this problem you know in, in general in communities and like how to how to like give feedback in, in a constructive way and not in a toxic and kind of poor shitty way 
um the, you know people have you know there's a lot of challenge with that and like weeding through that in, in communities and and also people just who are just assholes um <laughs> yeah i mean like to on one level obviously i'm invested and and i understand the the like just the that feeling that personal feeling of connection right because you know like we've both put over 2,000 hours in this game yeah and and probably we'll put hundreds more into it even before the final shape comes out and you know you're connected you're invested you've put this time you've grinded this out you've gotten your armor right you've gotten your drip right or whatever so i i understand that just that personal connection and how it can be frustrating but yeah i've definitely and i think i brought it up just like the the negativity has just really been a a bummer uh lately and it's weird to talk about it today right because like there was like just a shit storm just happening and then yeah, like, they just, they just Lance, Lance Reddick passed away and it's like the whole community kind of sobers up a little bit. Um, yeah. And it's just like a we- just a weird vibe today in yeah. Destiny. Yeah. And, it, and it's I, I I so it's like weird to talk about it now. But yeah, there's just like that. Just why do we have to like tear this apart? Like, why does it have to be so? unendingly awful if like okay they didn't get it right out the gate with the the difficulty stuff like they said that this is going to be a thing that they're looking to you know update and change like this definitely makes sense to me why next season there's not going to be any power change because they kind of want to keep everybody at this power so they can see what they need to do to adjust and make things harder make things easier um, rebalance things and, and kind of keeping everything around the same power for a long amount of time is going to be able to definitely give a better sample and an idea of what they need to do for those difficult activities and for those easier activities. Um, and there are things that are legend difficulty, like the um, the daily missions or weekly missions you do in uh, Neomuna, the little Vex incursion missions or whatever, um, that feel really good. And then obviously like law sectors that, that don't, but we got to be able to like rein it in a bit and understand that, you know, these things are going to evolve and change. If it's not necessarily the best it's going to be right now, doesn't mean we have to get our pitchforks ready, you know, like we, we just need to bring it back down a little bit and understand that like they're trying to do a lot of stuff and they successfully, Bungie's very successfully introduced a lot of quality of life stuff like loadouts and commendations and things like this that, are good even if they're maybe not like their optimal form right um but they're trying and they're they're changing things and evolving things constantly like destiny now compared to even destiny when beyond light came out when the first darkness subclass came out is a completely different video game uh and Mm. it was fun to be on that ride and see the changes and the journey that we took to get to here uh, and I think you just got to take that step back and know that we are on a little bit of a roller coaster and there are going to be things that are going to change and evolve. And I know that can be, I'm not necessarily giving Bungie a pass for that, right? Like be critical, have criticism, but don't be like, so woe is me, the end of the world. This game sucks now. Every time something isn't exactly how you need it to be, right? Right. It's just tone it down and, and bring the reaction in and, and, be critical because you care, not because you just want to start a shitstorm. Yeah, yeah, it's it's definitely hard to it's hard it's hard to parse that, right? I'm sure it's not it's it's tough for them too because it's, it's stuff they've worked on for months and months, and you know they had to, you know eventually they eventually there's you know a lot of things with a live service game they have to 
work on a thing and then, you know, get it into a state and then, you know, actually put it in people's hands because they don't really know how people are, you know, the hundreds of thousands of different people that play this video game in different ways every single day or like how they're going to interact with that stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. So like they have to they have to eventually just be like, here's a baseline, you know, and this is what it is like. That's that really what what like commendations and guardian ranks feels to me. Right. Like we definitely talked about that before, like they have to put some they have to just put something like this in the game and then let people start using it so that they get information, they get metrics, they see how people use it. They see like people's reactions to it. You know, you know, they can see things like, you know. Maybe in one end, people not caring about it, but then also for some reason, people willing to go into fucking Shurochi or Master Wellspring and just farm out commendations like weirdos. Like that's, you know, there's people who are going to do that just because it makes a number go up. But, you know, they, 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 you know, in, in relatively quickly terms, all things considered, they kind of squashed it already. There was a patch this week, a recording that like pretty much like, you know, they drastically reduced a lot of the guardian rank requirements for commendations and also removed one of the removed like, you know, farm essentially like the, the, the farms that people were doing with that, mm-hmm. which I think was a very good call on both parts. I would still personally say for me though, I would really like to see a future where commendations aren't involved in any of the guardian ranks process. Um, I just think they should just be a thing that people just give out because that is a good thing to give. And then that score, you know, that, that score makes sense in a world where, you know, where we have an in-game LFG system and people can see those commendation scores and see those kind of, you know, things that these people are knowledgeable about because they're also have this level of guardian rank, meaning they show that people have can do these kind of things. You know, these, th- these are good things to have in a game, even though they can be used negatively. I've already unfortunately seen things like, you know, me and my clan mates joked about it and, and like has made a meme out of it. Cause we saw a Reddit, uh, there was, it was an LFG Reddit post where some it was straight up just said, just said, shut up. The eights are talking to like some player that they saw on their team. That was level six or whatever. <laughs> it was just like, Oh man, fuck this. And that was like the post <laughs> already the, toxic. Yeah. The post, the post was like, was pretty promptly deleted, but that was definitely a fun meme moment. We were, when we were doing the raid the other night, cause like, it was like one of the other guy were rank, guy rank seven. So you were like, all right, rank seven guys. Let's start, let's start talking through this. And then someone's like, all right, you know, so yeah. it's, you know, it's while it can, you know, have those negative effects, I think still seeing like, you know, all right, I, you know, I have limited time. I am a person who has, you know, wants to do like this weekly mission that they're throwing out that they're going to make still make me, you know, do what legend, whatever for the season. And, you know, I want to get it done. I can at least see, oh, this person has done it already. You know, so that means they at least know, know what to do or maybe, hey, this person has done it yet and I can help them get through it. You know, that's cool, too. Like, you can, you know, being able to see that more, more, you know, directly in game is, is a good thing, I think, overall. And I think yeah. that's that's ultimately what commendations will be about. But I get that, like, you know, right now in the game, they don't obviously have the in-game LFG and that won't be till later this year. So I think they have to find a way to incentivize people to use it so they can get that, so they can get data and make fixes and changes to it. And clearly they were pretty quick to make the change of like drastically reducing the numbers. Like I want to say like, you know, if you're not seen some of the numbers before to get to the max rank guardian rank, you had to get 6,000 commendation score, which is pretty yeah. insane considering what it's been, you know, it's been almost a month since the witch, since uh, Lightfalls came out. 
It's crazy. To, it's crazy to think about. By the well, time it's, it's it, it's been it came out on the twenty eighth, and it's the seventeenth. Yeah, so but by, by the time this episode probably comes oh, that's out, right. it'll probably be like the you know what it'll probably be like twenty first maybe or so. Mm-hmm. So it'll be pretty. Yeah. It'll be pretty much you know we'll be like you know three three four weeks out since Lightfall. Yeah, it's true. Um, and you know they've already drastically reduced that stuff. Um, I think now for like max rank, it's only it's only like like fifteen hundred or something like that. It's like not even like, but I think fi- originally fifteen hundred was to like get to like rank nine or something like that. So like yeah. so like they drastically shrunk that down, which I think was a good call because I think like guardian ranks really should be about like the the actual like challenge and achievements of like completing those higher tier challenges and rewards and showing that you've like done that stuff. Um, I think that's that's definitely the approach, and they they're getting that right. You know, resetting it every season. We'll see how that goes. You know, that's just a, that's just going to have to be a wait and see thing. I think initially it's not going to feel great just, you know, after that. But we'll see if they can kind of find a better balance of, you know, maybe even though it resets, you know, if you got to rank 11 last season, you know, you'll have less stuff to do. And maybe you'll be able to get to rank, you know, 9, 10 or 11 or whatever sooner. Um, but I think this leads, you know, this gives them, you know, the road to. You know, like we said, you know, balancing the difficulty, balancing Guardian Ranks commendations and stuff, I think is all part of, you know, the larger picture of like, you know, people for so long have wanted the the world of destiny without grinding a power score. And these all the systems they just put in this game that we're talking about that they are now now having to think are think are that are the stepping stones to that. You know what I mean? Like, you know, having having those difficulty tiers that like, you know, challenge you in, in different ways and, and kind of keep you, you know, if you can have like a standardized number, everyone is just at essentially quote unquote, but then have the higher difficulty tiers just put you at those deficits and, you know, and have other modifiers and things like, I think that's probably what, where it's going to go. Right. Like we can already see a lot yeah. of this stuff in the game already. Um, you know, we just, you know, we, we just still have to, we're just still grinding a power score. So when that, that evaporates, like they have to have the game in a place where it makes sense for that stuff to, you know, be on its own. Right. And I think that's what they're figuring out right now. Like they, they, like, you know, they're, they're I think they are doing the, 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 the correct things probably on their side to like start going down that path. Um, um, but you know, the reality of it is destiny being a live game is they have to work on that stuff over time and do it piece by piece. And also like, you know, build upon things, so I think they just, they, you know, that's just how it was, ended up being how it was with Lightfall, right? Like it just, you know, they maybe, they maybe presented a lot of stuff and made a lot of changes um, f- so that, you know, they can, they can be ready for when, you know, they get into the, this new future of the game and the next kind of era of the game being, you know, in these different, you know, ways of playing and with mechanics and things of not having to grind a power score, but, you know, having reasons to log in every day or every week to do stuff like, you know, they have to, they have to, you know, they're, they're looking at how to do that. And that's probably why the, you know, the commendations are the way they are to our gear or our guardian ranks rather. Um, not commendations are like, that's just, you know, they have to find figure out those things that, to get people to continue to log in, but, but not just be on like the power treadmill. So. Yeah. The every, every aspect of destiny is a marathon, not a sprint, you know, especially from the development side, like they, knowing right that they're working on season 22 stuff right now right like gives you that idea of like 
different teams and everything that they're spread across like the year and that's how they're looking at everything yeah. you know that mid-season patch with um updates to primary ammo weapons to do a little bit more damage in bbe is a thing that they had thought up and started playing before lightfall came out because they probably knew where things were going to go and it, it's like that kind of foresight and everything that we just have to right. you know i, I you have to trust it a little bit, trust the process a bit. I know that's, you know, asking a lot from some Destiny community members, certainly. Um, but, like, know that it's not, like, it's bad now and it'll never get better, right? Like, if that's how you feel, you just have to, like, open your eyes a little bit and understand, like, this is just... You can't do every change you want to do in a single day or in a single patch. You can't fix invisible players in PvE or in PvP and all of the weapon damage stuff like all at the same time because a lot of these teams have a lot of crossover right. um it's just like we ha it's going to be a bit of a process but yeah you just gotta have to be there for that yeah and also be okay just putting the game down for a little bit <laughs> too mm -hmm. like I, I understand there's new fun stuff to do but also like if that, that that stuff upsets you that much maybe just wait and then play the stuff later when it's when it's maybe better and that's you know that's totally a fine way to to, to play this stuff as well yeah um you know but but yeah that's the you know it's somewhat of a tangent i feel like we just went on for An important that stuff. Tangent, but yeah but yeah um for sure um i think you know i think we could maybe talk about some of the, the seasonal stuff that's been happening we've had two weeks now of seasonal stuff we've had the story happen right but we also mm -hmm. had the um the exotic mission um happen which uh I, like it was like it has like a weird like protocol name but it's like basically like something avalon something avalon yeah. yeah but um yeah it's yeah it was a cool like secret kind of surprise mission that dropped last week um where you literally we literally just you know you know you just loaded up onto the edz in the area in the edz they didn't give you any indication like there was no indication in the game yet that mission existed yet um that first week when it dropped. How did people figure it out? Um, How does anyone ever figure any yeah, of this out? Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> right. I, I feel, I feel like there was maybe just like a nudge or maybe there was, maybe somebody was doing something else. Like there's always, there's always a thing like that. Right. Where it's just, um, I wouldn't be surprised if there's people who just always search for like wander around to just like anytime there's a stuff. patch, just like they're, they're yeah. in every, they're in the EDZ. They're yeah. looking. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's just running around zones and seeing what they find. Um, but yeah, basically, basically what you, what, what it came down to was, you know, you go to this section of the EDZ, it's like the sludge, I think is what it's called. And it's kind of like, or it's a gulch maybe. Yeah. Where it's like, it's kind of the ravine era. And basically you will find all of these little like Vex cubes that are floating around in the area. They're like making like little pings, ping noises and stuff. Um, basically what you had to do was quickly like run around this area and collect them all as like, you know, in, in, and then like a general order, like you kind of had, they were kind of like set up in a way where, you know, once you grab one, you got a timer and you had to kind of run through them to get, get them all. Uh, once you did that, it opened up like a, like a secret uh, cave entrance that you went into. And then you found this little blue harpy um, that you, that, you know, some destiny people might remember from the end of season of the splicer, um, which Love it. Know, um, that the which little blue harpy showed up at the end of one of the missions there, um, and was had had Morse code to sing assistant over and over again. Um, but yeah, this opened up a exotic mission that people could hop into uh, once you did that little thing. 
Um, and it took you into the Vex network. Um, somebody was basically calling you into the ne- net in the Vex network, um, which you soon quickly find out through playing that mission that it was Asher Mir. Um, you find out he's, he is somewhere either trapped or do, trying to do stuff in the network. We don't really know the full survey yet. Cause you don't really actually interact with him directly in the mission. It's more just like him kind of giving you these weird messages and, you know, he's also like, you know, Mithrax is like kind of with you in the mission or um, like voiceovering with you in the mission. He's like kind of trying to piece these messages to as well to you. That are very funny. Yeah. If you're a OG Destiny 2 player and you remember Ashramir, they're very good. <laughs> yeah, a lot of a lot of very good Ashramir stuff. And there's there's some other I think there was other lore this season. I don't know if it, Maybe it was maybe it was a different um, place. I'm not sure exactly where it came from, but I remember seeing it where there's like lore about, you know, the, these kids like playing with some uh, like radio and and then Asher Mir like yells at them through it because he's like trying to get a message to somebody. Yeah, he's trying to get a message out to the tower and these kids are like on the same frequency and he's just super yeah. upset about it, which is yeah. really good. It's pretty funny. But yeah, yeah, it's a really, really cool mission. Um, you know, it's Vex Network, so you're like kind of in that crazy, like, like crazy, networky aesthetic. You know, all blocky Tron looking areas. Really, really cool looking like environment. Um, fun, fun mission to just kind of you know run through. Um, definitely, probably one of my favorites. Probably favorite exotic missions since Presage. Probably would yeah. I would say it's just that it was really fun. Um, Agreed. Two cool like boss encounters. Um, pretty, pretty, pretty tough. Even, you know, I did it, I did it solo. Um, I haven't done it on like, I know that has a legendary version of it still. I have not done any of that stuff yet. Um, because once you complete it, you get a new exotic weapon called Vex Caliber. It is a void glaive. It's not a strand glaive. Oh, it's not a strand glaive. But, not but it is green. <laughs> but it is, it is, yeah, it is green. Or you could get the cool ornament, which I definitely got us right away. That makes it this like cool, like pinkish red that looks really mm-hmm. cool. Um, really cool looking um, exotic weapon that has like a really cool perk where you, whenever you hold up your shield and it absorbs damage, it gives you a void over shield. And you can just kind of continually proc that a bunch in a way that's really fun. It gives you and any nearby allies. Yeah, nearby, yeah, nearby people too, and and it looks really cool too. If you if you've seen like somebody using it, like obviously it looks it looks like all like vexy networky, and it's all like blue and trony. But like when they put up the shield, it's like a big vex like energy field. Looks really neat um, when they when you do that stuff. Um, look, yeah, really cool exotic um, with and, multiple catalysts. With multiple, that you'll yeah, m- multiple get. catalysts you will get. Um, as you do it, so basically, I think it's like, what is it like? You find secret chests in the in the main in the like the standard mission, and then you get the pieces, and then you can go into the um, legendary version and then unlock catalysts, similarly to Revision Zero. Um, yeah. So I've I haven't done that yet. I was I just kind of I got kind of burned by doing that a bunch in in Season of the Seraph for those running that on legendary four times. It wasn't like impossibly hard considering, but now I know the game is just like a little bit more tougher. I'd rather just, I'd rather just wait till they're all out, get all the things I need and then just like do one big run to, to just get everything. Cause you know, I, I do like the glade, but I don't see myself like using it a whole ton. Mm-hmm. Um, or like, you know, finger to my kit, so to speak. Cause I just kind of, there's other glaives I still ultimately prefer just because that one is so so void focused, 
Um, although it is pretty cool. I still, I still like it a lot. Yeah. I'm a big fan. I, I've definitely been using a lot. I, I've made like a couple of different things of, cause there's no real reliable way to get void overshield as a, as an warlock, you know, it's, it's kind of one mm. of those things. It's a bit more situational. Yeah. Um, I think, I think you so, have to use a fragment, right? I'm pretty sure it's yeah. a fragment. There's a fragment and there's a newer one too that like if you're low health and you kill an enemy, you'll get void over shield as well. Um, But this, like I was trying to stack every survivability aspect of void warlock together of like devourer and void over shield and Karnstein with the glaive for health regen and everything. Mm. And it was really fun. And I love the idea that it's also support and like the different catalysts that you get for it. Like it has the Igis uh, as one of the perks you can equip, which one of the new perks where taking damage with the shield up uh, will fill your magazine from reserves, which is really cool as well. Yeah, um, nice. That's that's the third one, so that that should be out by the time people hear this. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I really loved it. I love it also. You know, it's Vex Caliber is the name of the weapon. Uh, the whole mm-hmm. mission is is kind of like a love letter to Arthurian legends, right? You're going mm-hmm. into a Radiolarian Lake. Um, you know, Avalon was the lake that Arthur found Excalibur and, and the Lady of the Lake and all this. So uh there there is like a cool little mythos to it um that is just like a super like sweet cherry on top for yeah. super Arthurian nerds. Um and yeah, like the lore, the additional lore that you get when you go back into the mission with this, like you have like special mods you can equip to the glaive to do things in the mission, which I think is also super cool. Um, like Mithrax is helping you kind of figure out what Ashramir is finding in the network, and he's trying to figure out where the Black Fleet came from and what the witness is up to and, and how the Vex played all that. And I, mm-hmm. I just really love that Th- they've like taken this kind of character that was such a no one cares character and, and made so them so interesting in this aspect that the that they exist in and I, I just it's so cool i'm so excited seeing this i'm really excited to see because a lot of the lore in the game now is kind of indicated that titan might be the next place that we're going yeah um or see if they do some way, shape, or form, yeah yeah see if they do the same treatment to sloan um and and potentially a weapon and a mission or everything kind of uh, framed around that as well. I'd love to see that. Um, so yeah, not Brother Vance, but um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Sloan yeah. is cool as well. Yeah, yeah, def- definitely some cool potential stuff they could do with that, or, or or like bringing back, you know, like they brought back in the you know mentioned like they, you know, they brought back the Radiolarian Lake that he was like always memeing about in the Pyramidian and Brachion like fucking with him and like he repurposed Brachion in the Vex network so you can murder him again. Um, so yeah, just like mm-hmm. a ton, tons of cool, like callbacks to that destiny Two early destiny Two stuff. And yeah, like you said, like kind of re, re repurposing, so to speak of, uh, Ashier to like basically be, you sort of just like a planetary vendor. That was kind of whatever, like you said, like he was like, just like weird and obsessed about the Vex sort of, but now that he's like in, he's infiltrated. He's like almost some in some ways like the most important character right now because he, he he like he has the potential to like find out information about like the vex, the vex, and all the stuff that we've never been able to before, and like the witness and all this other stuff. So yeah, really yeah, cool in potential. To like Devrim coming back in the uh, yeah seasonal, the seasonal story, stuff. Right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, but yeah, really cool stuff. That yeah, I really like that mission again. I'm I'm. 
yeah, once once that catalyst is out, I definitely want to go find all the chests and figure out and see, and see if we can get all those catalysts at once and do it on Legendary. I think it'll be fun. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that was that was the week two. But now we are we are in week three. Um, of the story, and this week was also um a pretty I think a pretty good pretty good story week. Um, we got we got like the last of the heist battlegrounds. The, the there's three total, so we got the um, EDZ and Cosmodrome ones uh, over the last two weeks, and then we got the Orbital Station uh, one, uh, which I immediately I don't know about you, but I. I did not find that as cool as I, hope, I was hoping it would be. Cause not I, as cool as I was hoping, yeah. but I, I like the mission structure, like the actual encounters of the mission. Say for the yeah. first one is like whatever. Yeah, the first like, one's whatever, but then like once the you're actually in the second and third are good. Yeah. yeah, once you're actually in like the cabal like ship, it's 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 pretty it's pretty all right. A lot of yeah, a lot of stuff to shoot. Um, but yeah, that was that was that that was cool. So you, you basically do that that third and final one uh, for the week, pretty standard start up to to that you know story mission for the week you know do your do your battleground runs and whatnot but um once you did get, once you did that yeah we got a merida holidays backstory finally yeah you got some you got more more like direct backstory like i think some of it had been in lore before um mm. but this but this was definitely a more direct um like storytelling of showing this got a really one of those cool kind of like you know hand, hand sort of hand-drawn looking um sketch sketch kind of cutscenes of like her as a kid first showing up to the last city after her parents were like murdered by fallen um and then her kind of finding finding her place again in the in the last city um and also like you know meeting like the guardians and you know them them welcoming her with open arms and kind of you know you know it, it, and it was cool how it was like kind of uh, proposed because you kind of get this initial scene where you go to the farm and see Mithrax and her like drinking together um, mm-hmm. and like hanging out and then kind of like, just like basically it's like telling war stories. And that was like Mithrax being like, so tell me, yeah, like tell, tell you, it's I want to hear about the sword from you. And it's like cool to hear like, you know, Myth Mithrax still just trying to, you know, you know, you know, again, it's similar with a radio message with him and Devrin last week of like that interesting kind of for like so, sort of, you know, recon- reconciliation of like all the, the past kind of deeds that they've all been involved with, you know, with, you know, humanity being at war with the fallen and, and that being like, you know, them being, you know, always in, in this war with guardians and stuff. But then there's also the humans that, you know, were kind of in the midst of that as well. And, but did not have the ability to be res- res- resurrected and have superpowers, but just kind of be here and trying to survive. And, you know, Mithrax also like coming, you know, also, you know, knowing that like, you know, the humans were on the other side of this conflict and murdering his people. But ultimately like, you know, they were all kind of still just trying to do what's, what was best for their, their community. And now they're, you know, they've come around and now they found a common cause, common cause. And that was like interesting to kind of see more of those narrative through lines rather through, you know, guardians and, and, you know, the fallen, but rather, yeah, it's actually seeing like the human characters and like kind of their perspectives on all that stuff was cool to see. Yeah, we still like haven't had a lot of human characters in parts of the seasonal stories, right? Like yeah. holidays come up a couple of times and, and she's always great. But like having Devrim in the mix and, and him talking about his partner and and how his partner feels about everything and also holiday and getting a lot of that 
kind of mortal perspective. Yeah. Uh, for all these basically space Jesuses running around, yeah, like running throwing around. fireballs and stuff. Yeah, just like yeah, being resurrected after slamming into walls and you know other other ridiculous things. Um, Even like the elixir can like regrow limbs and grow and shrink to different sizes with the amount of ether they eat and. So like there there's definitely like an aspect where humans kind of have this standalone like mortality. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um but yeah, yeah, overall is a good I like that yeah, the Amanda Holiday scene just showing her kind of background um a little bit more clearly and directly in game. Um I'm fearful of the where maybe where it could it could maybe go south cuz I know there's a lot of initial um, settings of like you know some some grim feelings about um, and Amanda Holiday's uh, uh, by the end of the season where we're, hopefully she, if she will be alive or or not <laughs> I guess what yeah. we also see is just it just felt I feel like there was like a dire um, scene I think it was from the trailer where people were kind of getting that vibes of like geez yeah it's something something bad's happening you know during this or something I don't know somebody's um, gonna die yeah. Yeah, it's interesting to see her not in the tower and all the stuff she usually sells on roll. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Always a red flag yeah, in Destiny a, lore, a, you know? Always a problem. Yeah, the last time it happened, you know, well, granted, last time it happened, Spider disappeared, but he did come back, to be fair. Yeah, so maybe he's fine. He's in some yeah. bar in some yeah. slum somewhere. Yeah, so maybe so maybe it won't be as bad as we think. Um but yeah. Interesting, yeah, interesting stuff. Like we probably only have like what, like maybe like two two weeks left of the story. I would say, and, yeah, then, and, then, that. and then like probably like two more weeks. I would say, and then maybe maybe something like like at the very end of the season potentially is usually sometimes that we get that you know some kind of finale thing, and then you know Guardian Games as well. Guardian Games, yeah, will soon be upon us as well. Um, I'm actually looking forward to Guardian Games. Though. Yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah. It'd be fine. I, I I liked it a lot more last year. Um, with uh, with that like more challenging like strike scoring playlist, um, definitely was kind of something I hope would get into the normal current strike playlist. Maybe else will happen, but at least that's still maybe maybe they keep that there to like differentiate it enough um, from the standard stuff. But yeah, I, I liked Guardian. I like Guardian games. It'll be cool to, to get that like that kind of final title that's like for everything. Once you get once you get the Guardian games title, whatever it is, you'll be able to get that. What is it? Reveler title for, reveler for doing all the seasonal stuff. So that'd be kind of fun. Yeah. And yeah, and there'll be the, the, the end season stuff like nightfall. The grandmasters will be here pretty soon. I'm definitely um, curious and, and, and excited to see those. Um, I will, I will say I did the, I did the couple of the nightfalls for the new strike. This mm-hmm. current week. Me it too. is, the hypernet current uh, strike from Neomuna is is the nightfall, and that actually was not that that bad as thought as I was. Uh, yeah, but, I was I was worried the sparrow part was going to be very bad, but it was fine. Yeah, it's pretty bad, and I also and I've also seen people have figured out a way to sort of like cut that in half because there's like a section where you can you have to still drive on a little bit of part of it, but there's like a section where you can actually jump off and basically like mantle up onto like a second sequence um, to like a second area and then just like and it takes you like right to the end basically so you can like s- like not skip the entire thing but like probably skip like i don't know like like 75 percent of it Excellent. um so i'm sure that'll be put to good use if that really does become a problem in gms for sure um yeah and it seems like really just the the play of that is just like use 
those laser craniums as much as possible and you will be fine because they do crazy damage. You know, that could change in, you know, the, whatchamacallit, the, the, the Grandmaster uh, difficulty. We'll have to wait and see on that one, but I'm not fearing that one as much as I thought I thought it would because it was just a new thing and I know, you know when Witch Queen showed up those when those two new ones came in for the first time they were definitely uh, spicy, um, but but you know I'm sure there will be plenty of talk of when the Mars Nightfall the Grandmaster uh, Mars Battleground uh, will uh, definitely the not be fun not be a fun uh, thing to do I'm sure but yeah that's the we'll, one we'll uh, we'll get we'll get there uh, when we get there and and the new ones we'll have to see how yeah doing doing lake of shadows g new lake of shadows 2.0 and arms dealer 2.0 goes i think arms dealer 2.0 might be fine but like shadows might be um tricky but we'll I guess we'll 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 see how those go for sure all the people i wanted this is for all the people complaining about a specific thing you know plenty of that t- covered today all the people that are hating on lake of shadows and arms dealer get over it i'm talking to you <laughs> So yeah, they're fine. They're not. They're not really that big of a deal. They're fine. They're fun. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Yeah, I don't really. I don't really mind the difference of them. I, I will say, like, I wouldn't mind if, like, that first initial, like, the carry section by the church in Lake of Shadows was not existing, and you can just you can just go to the next one that's like in the more proper area, like sort of how like the original tr- Lake of Shadows started, like just like let us spare up through the building, and then actually mm-hmm. start the combat in there, but. It's not at the end of the day. That's not really that big of a deal. Um, yeah, yeah. I think I think I think they're fine. I, I don't have a problem with them now. that people like know how. Like I think I think you know you had that initial reaction of just people doing them the first time and learning them and that them feeling longer because of that. But I want to say like I did uh, an arms dealer this week at some point doing straight play. I think it was like under ten minutes already. <laughs> to, like zooming through it because people just know how. To, like we already have learning how to do those. We're just gonna do them over and over again and it'll be fine. We'll get faster. Mm-hmm. It's fine. It's not a big deal, for sure. Um, but yeah, I think I think that's um, I think that's mostly it. Yeah, I'm trying to think of any other things. Like we said, we there's some patches. We already talked about a lot of patch stuff. We know there's a mid season patch coming um, where they're going to buff some PVE stuff. I'm looking forward to that. Um, like you said, Guardian Games is upcoming. Uh, looking forward to we that. Got, we got the names of the new strand aspects, right? Right. Th- that's right. Th- we did. So I think what the, what was that? That was last week's uh, twab, right? Last week's twab. Yeah. Pull yeah. It up yeah. Yeah. We should talk a little bit about that because they did tell us essentially next season and season of the deep, we are going to be getting a story quest that is going to that's going to be uh, us with Osiris going to mm-hmm. Neo Muna and doing a little bit, getting a little bit more information about the veil. Um, and in doing that, we will also, un- like you said, unlock um, an additional strand aspect for each class. Um, and that will that'll also, they also said that'll be free for all players. So you, if you, as long as you own Lightfall now, you don't want to have yep. to own the season to even play that. That'll just be a thing you get. They also showed that you'll be getting that um, hand cannon that is in the promo art for Lightfall. That'll be like a legendary drop for the words. So we don't know if that's going to be a thing where maybe those are, the, that's like, Weapons in those styles are going to be the seasonal weapons for that season now, or if it's just going to be that hand cannon on its own, because people have definitely, that's definitely, you know, definitely some weird things about, you know, obviously, you know, we've, we've talked about a lot of Lightfall discourse and, you know, that it is what it is at this point. 
Um, there's definitely, there definitely is a vibe that I, I would not be surprised by. And, you know, if there were a lot of, there were, you know, they started building Lightfall and then had to like make changes or ended up like shifting things around. Cause Hey, video making video games is hard and they got to shift them around. As you can clearly see, you know, when we first saw the, the, the reveal of Lightfall, you know, that hand cannon was in that promo art when they revealed it for the first time. There was other mm. weapons too. Like there's like that grenade launcher. Like I remember we talked about it in a couple episodes ago. I talked about it in that CG trailer. Like mm-hmm. they showed those weapons in promos months ago. So it's clear that like they're probably were supposed to be maybe the, those, those are supposed to be those Neomuna weapons originally, but maybe they just shifted course and maybe they were, they, they changed it or maybe they had other plans for those weapons and another thing. And it just was not ready for them. The main launch, you know, just is what it is. And now it seems like we're at least beginning that hand cannon, um, in this, in this new season. Um, with this new mission and maybe we'll get those other ones too at some point, or maybe those will just be the new seasonal weapons for next season. I guess we'll see. We don't really know, but you know, Hey, you know, it is what it is. It's, I don't think it's like, I think the Neo moon weapons we got were fine. I get the, you know, they were like reskinned or whatever, whatever, but I think, you know, it's, I think it's fine that they're at least going to be putting them into the, into the game now. Yeah. Just give me ways to get better, more red borders. Cause good God. I just haven't gotten a single one, single pattern. It's a bummer. Yeah, the, the, the bit here, throughout the quest, players will explore the city to learn about the nature of the veil through Osiris's research and newly uncovered Ishtar collective data. Uh, and then the three new aspects uh, for the Titan, Fletchet Storm. Sounds cool. I don't know. Again, they said speculate away on these, but yeah. don't know what Fletchet Storm could be. For the hunter, threaded specter, which sounds very cool, uh, and the warlock, the wanderer. Okay, so Fletcher, so Fletcher Storm, I might have an idea about. Okay, um, because you remember, remember when they again when they first showed off Lightfall, and they showed off a bunch of preconceptual stuff. They showed a Titan doing like a, a big tornado oh, spin. Yeah. So I bet that I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if they just like had to rework that into like some new ability that the Titan, like a slide melee, perhaps like a slide yeah. melee or something like that. Yeah. Like where it just, he does like that, but he does like a big tornado spin and it, and it probably, you know, I, I bet it'll sever or unravel something, do one of the verbs on, on an enemy and stuff. That's pretty cool. Um, threaded specter. Hmm. Sounds like some invisibility stuff. Like yeah, the Spectre yeah. Part of it, sounds right? like it sounds like an invisibility, or what I think would also be really rad would be like some kind of like decoy or clone sort of thing. Ooh, yeah. Like you could leave some kind of like decoy, but like you know, you could do like a dodge, and the hunter leaves like a like a green like you know strand decoy, and that like can like get it any attention or something. Or, yeah, yeah. Or maybe like when you do your super, it'll like make one, and it'll like do some stuff for a brief period. Maybe people can cool. like grapple to it for free or something like to yeah that'd go be, with that. Yeah, that'd be pretty neat. Um, Wanderer for that. The only thing I'm thinking of is like a mobile rift of some kind. That's like okay. that's what's coming I was in thinking, my head. Yeah, like a mobile rift or like I was thinking like a bigger minion to summon. That's what I was mm. thinking. Like, you know, maybe like... That- Maybe like, you know, once you know, you have if you have a certain amount of hatchlings, you can convert those hatchlings into like some bigger thing that'll like roam around and like attack stuff that that that, that would be that'd, my guess. But that'd be cool for yeah. sure. But yeah, that's exciting. 
It's, yeah, it, good yeah, to know. Yeah, new but, aspects. Fig- figured we, the same time. Go, we would get new stuff for the, 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 the class each season. So, yeah, cool for sure. Um, and I'm sure that'll come with other stuff as well. You know, we're not in the grand scheme of things. We're like not that far away from the new season. You know, really, if you really think about I know. it, like, again, like we'll be like, and yeah, we'll be March. By the time this episode comes out, yeah, it'll be like, you know, the 20, probably like the 20th or the 21st. The, the, the new season, the next season is May. I think it's May 22nd. So that's like, we'll be two months away basically. So, you know, yeah. sure, I'm sure we'll end like, Start seeing more stuff. Soon. The way things, the way things will, will like roll out will be quick. Like we'll get Guardian games probably really close to the end of the season, and then we'll have like one week off, and then boom, new season, new story, yeah, all everything. So yeah, new stuff, new stuff to do, and then and yeah, we'll have like other stuff too. Like they said, like manual. I know we're getting manual um, deep sight. That's like the thing where we can make weapons. That have craft that ha- are able to be crafted into red borders if they aren't already, uh, which will be pretty cool. Um, and I think like I think like some of the enhance uh, of um, uh, ways to enhance a weapon will come, but I think that's just for like the 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 raid adept right? weapons. Yeah. So that we'll get the first taste of that. So that's pretty cool. Pretty cool stuff to to check out next season. And of course, a new dungeon. New dungeon. It's gonna mm-hmm. be always dungeons are always really cool. Um, yeah, I'd be really stoked. Again, I'd be really stoked if it if it is a Titan uh, season. If oh. we somehow go to Titan, Titan um, Dungeon. Titan, oh, I didn't yeah, even think of that. Yeah, like a dun- yeah Titan Dungeon. Yeah, that'd be super rad. Or just like t- like Titan as like a patrol zone again. Like that's but but it's all like been like fucked up by like the darkness or something. Like I'm thinking like in similar to like when we got season haunted and we got Leviathan back. I could see like maybe them trying to do something like that again, but granted, they, like, granted um, they said it would be, it would, it'd be, it'd be different. Yeah. Yeah. Or like Mars where yeah, it is like a, just like a, we just have that cuts into the golden age, you know? Yeah. It was just, we just have that mission again. And like, you essentially are like running through Sabbathine song strike, but like not having to do Sabbathine song, maybe, um, <laughs> we can uh, hope. yeah, but yeah, that, but yeah, uh, plenty of good stuff to look forward to ahead. Um, but yeah, I think, I think that, I think that's kind of, that's going to do it. It was a shorter, shorter episode, but you know, you know, we're in the, we're, we're starting to get into the throes of the season, seasonal content, right? So it won't be as like as big as, uh, the talk, talk as, um, there will be going forward in terms of, you know, stuff until we get closer and closer to that new season, probably. Um, but yeah, helm to tower. Yeah, I would s- Oh, uh, my my column for uh, for March is going to be effectively my my Lightfall review. Now that we've got the raid and all that's out, um, nice, so excellent. That's sometime in the next couple of weeks. I'm sure maybe we'll we'll do some other types of things as well. And you know, I don't know if we're gonna like do, if we want to change how often we do the recording as we kind of get out of the seasonal stuff. Uh, but it um, definitely feels like there's plenty to talk about, you know? Yeah, no, I, th- I think we can still, you know, I'm still definitely here to good with doing, continuing to do this weekly. If, if everyone is here to, everyone is, you know, wants us to keep doing weekly episodes, I'm happy to do them. And thanks everybody for been listening stuff, of course, or watching. Um, yeah, we're definitely going to, we're definitely going to keep it going and, you know, and, and we'll ebb and flow. Like we said, you know, we missed 
that one week sometimes that'll happen and just because life gets life gets to us but you know we're, we're gonna try mm-hmm. keeping it weekly um as long as there's fun stuff to talk about in destiny or even sometimes when there's maybe not the most fun stuff to talk about uh and in the world sure. of destiny uh unfortunately with the passing of lance but um you know he will be missed and you know just want to say again we said it you know but you know, love sending all the love to his family and loved ones, you know, well wishes and just, you know, thanks for, you know, being a part of this community in some way, shape or form. You know, it sucks to we have to, yeah. as, you know, sucks I'm saying this now um, post-mortem, but, you know, I, you know, I was always appreciative of, you know, his, his, you know, love of the community and clear dedication to that character. And it, it, it was, you could tell that it mattered to him, and it mattered to him that like, you know, the community like saw that. And I think that was, that was really powerful. And you can tell just how many people from Bungie who, you know, even, you know, worked with him directly or maybe indirectly and see how much they are, are broken by this news um, really shows like how much of an impact he's had on this, this community. Um, and, and yeah, he'll definitely be missed. For, oh, for sure. sure. Um, but yeah. That's going to do it for this episode of the Helm to Tower podcast. Yeah, we'll be back next week. I think next week, um, I, I've, I've said this multiple times, and I know we should, and this time we should maybe actually do it. We'll see, it depends, I guess, what kind of news we get again. As always, I think that'll trump it, but we should maybe get our prediction caps on and do some, like, seasonal predictions. You know, maybe make some wacky theories. I don't even know. We can maybe look back at some of the older predictions we made and see how terrible we were at those but you know have some fun with that kind of stuff as well um in the future got it yeah i got some crazy theories don't worry excellent um so look forward to that everyone thanks again for watching or listening um anywhere you are we appreciate it and we'll see you next time Bye-bye. bye bye